Victory Monday in Jacksonville. I'll tell you how they got there and what they need to do to get where they want to go. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome again to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I'm the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins. We're at your team every day, and we like to thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder that we're free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. Make sure you tap into the YouTube page that is Locked On Jaguars. And once you get there, hit the like button, subscribe, and make sure you hit the bell so you receive notifications every single time that we drop an episode. And then if you're riding around in your car or sitting at your desk, you listen to audio podcasts, wherever you do that at, make sure you tap in every single day so you don't miss a show. What up, Everydayers? I'd like to give you a shout out. Shout out to the Everydayers, especially the Everydayers that traveled to Pittsburgh and saw the Jaguars in the rain win the game. You could be an Everydayer too. All you got to do is come back every single day and I'll make sure to call you an Everydayer. Victory Monday, they won. I don't think it was ugly. I heard some people say, well, they weren't ugly. And I wasn't ugly. It was pretty to me. It was pretty to me. But I know what folks mean. They, it means the Jaguars made it a little harder than it had to be. And stuff like that comes with the territory. Uh, but the Jaguars win in Pittsburgh 20-10. to 10. I know you've all seen the highlights. We won't give you a play-by-play and, and talk about all the statistics uh, of the game yesterday. But what I will tell you is this. They keep finding new ways to win. And if anybody remembers any of our old conversations about the Jaguars, they used to find different ways to lose. They find different ways to win. However, there's one thing. There's one thing that I will tell you that they are doing constantly. And that is playing really, really good defense and really, really having next man up step up. Yesterday, the next man up was Dewey Wingard, Andrew Wingard. We call him Dewey. Stepped up and played a huge game yesterday in the absence of uh, Andre Sisco, who's one of the better players on the team. But this is who the Jaguars are right now. They are going to out physical and play great team defense. And you can come to expect that week to week. So we talk about an identity. We talk about um what they need to do to sustain and be good. I'm starting to think that every time we pop that floppy disk in, it's called the Jaguars or that hard drive that's called the Jaguars. Every time we turn that thing on, what we're going to do is you're going to see a team that's ready to punch people in the mouth and physically out whip them. So score was 20 to 10. We'll get to how they out physical Pittsburgh, which is something that you don't hear very often and something you'd like to hear when they play teams like Baltimore later and Cincinnati, who's on, on the rise. They got some tough games. And the 49ers in two weeks after they get off of the bye week, you want to hear that the Jaguars were out physical, those teams. So we're going to talk about that a little more here in the first segment. Second segment, we'll go, who knew the defense would carry the year? Nobody. There's not one person, one, that's going to sit here and tell me, uh, especially without receipts, that you saw this coming, that the defense would lead the team. More of that in segment two. And then trade deadline possibilities, everybody keeps talking about it. After yesterday, have those priorities or have those things that 
folks believe will make this team a championship contender, have they changed? I think they have a little bit, but we'll see about that when we get to it in segment three. But back to segment one, the physical nature of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike Tomlin said something. I think he said it out in the wide open while his team was chirping about the Jaguars having a quote-unquote hope defense. Um, Mike Tomlin, their coach, was not saying that. Mike Tomlin, their coach, was trying to, and maybe instead of just having coach speak, maybe he was pulling the Nick Saban and trying to speak to his team through the media and talking about how physical the Jaguars were. Maybe he was doing that so he would have his team respond. Have his team go, oh, really? They're more physical than us? All right, let's see. Maybe he said it so that they would all take it personally. Wasn't taken personal enough. Because all I hear now of Steeler fans belly aching and all I hear now is players in the in the locker room talking in the microphone about how the refs did them dirty. There were one or two questionable calls. There were one or two questionable calls on the other side. Mike Tomlin, I guarantee you, you ain't going to have that coach sit here and start complaining about officiating. He's going to talk about blown opportunities and missed opportunities and missed tackles. He's going to talk about who let Travis Etienne run down the sideline and catch a, a, a ball and run it all the way in for a touchdown when he's not even the damn wide receiver. He's a running back. It's going to be about not taking advantage of turnovers because those turnovers that the Jaguars committed, and there were three, they all happened in Pittsburgh territory because the Jaguars were able to drive the ball down the field. At the end of the day, when somebody's punching you in your face, you're either going to punch back or you're just going to get punched. Steelers didn't hit back. They didn't hit back at all. They needed a baseball bat or something, but that probably wouldn't have helped them either. Guys like Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd and Foy Oluwakan and Dewey Wingard. Darius Williams continued his play. Caleb Vaughn even got in on the action and didn't get called for a rough in the passer, but Caleb Vaughn Chason got in on the action and slung their quarterback to the ground. They knocked Penny Kick. Uh, I said, I said Penny Kick it. They knocked Kenny Pickett out of the game yesterday. You can't handle it. Go home, man. For a team in the city that prides itself on uh, physical play throughout the years, I am utterly shocked at the way all of these people are bellyaching about that game yesterday. The Jags have won three in a row. Who said it? Who said that they never lost? One of the players in the locker room said, hey, man, I've been up here, I've been here since 2017 or whatever. I ain't never lost up there. <laughs> and he said it in a matter of fact. Like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I did say, though. I did say my man Brandon, Brandon McManus would make a big difference in the game. I, I talked about that last week on a couple of shows, especially on a crossover show with Chris Carter of Locked on Steelers. I was right. I know a broke clock is right twice a day, but I was right. Brandon McManus played a huge deal. He's been a good addition. And I don't know what Sean Payton was thinking about of, of not keeping Brandon McManus around, but he kicked he kicked it from anywhere. And he made it. Made a 51-yarder in the rain yesterday. That's a hard stadium to kick in, too, especially on that open end. But he did it. Turns out those field goals, uh, you know, especially the ones early when the Jaguars drives kept bogging down, 
they provided the shelter and provided the cushion that allowed the Jaguars to play freely and they were never really out of the game. I think the team MVP, the team MVP so far is Travis Etienne, and he showed you why yesterday. Even on a, a little bit of a hurt ankle, he came in, he didn't quite, once he went to the bench, came back in the game, didn't quite have the explosiveness that's all, that he always displays, but it was good enough, definitely good enough. Who knew amongst us that the Jaguars' defense would carry the day? And who knew that there would be so many different people making that contribution so that we can uh, give them that label of carrying the day and making that distinction? Maybe Mike Caldwell had the feeling it would happen, but all of us, all we talked about in the offseason was offense. Well, guess what? We need to stop looking at this defense like – it is just, it's doing enough to win or they're having a day. Now, the bottom line is the 2023 Jaguars, much like the 2017 Jaguars, are a defensive football team. But that's not a slight on Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. In just a second on Locked On Jaguar. First, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. That's right. All season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny Iyer has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And one of them is one of my guys, and that is Bill's rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid. He stepped into a big role with Dawson Knox getting hurt, and he's gotten hot with Josh Allen the past two weeks, scoring for the first time in his career in week eight against the Buccaneers. Kincaid gets a smash spot in a shootout against the Bengals on Sunday night. Mm. Cincinnati has better we've been better in coverage outside and versus wideouts than versus tight ends Kincaid once again will come through for managers looking for a mid-season pickup at the position video from lockdown fantasy football is going to help you win your fantasy championships and ebay motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle with over 122 million parts your number one ride or die needs to make sure that it stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof rack bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motor has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash i had a dude tell me he was going to a junkyard to find he had an s560 he was going to a junkyard to find a headlight i told him you better not you better go on ebay motors that's what you need to do Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It applies to you when I tell you. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Jaguars here on the Locked on Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. Listen, football season is here. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Every one of them. Host Tanitra Baptiste, J. 
Jarvis Davis and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts, including yours truly, across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, we're not going to uh, belabor this anymore. We're going to talk about who knew. We always, especially me, I always tell you where I was right, what I was thinking, how I said it was going to happen, and and I tell you when I was wrong too, right? This, though, is not about being right or wrong. It's just being surprised. I'm just as surprised as anyone else that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is the carrying, it has been carrying this team and is the calling card and has been the catalyst for the six and two start for this franchise this year. And that is not to say that the offense hasn't lived up to expectations. They have sporadically lived up to expectations. In fact, they do a really good job of situationally getting the ball down the field, using a multitude of different people uh, each and every week. It's somebody different and basically taking what the defense is giving them. I just think that the offense has had some inopportune turnovers, especially in the red zone. The Jaguars, I guarantee you, if you look at their turnovers, where most of them come, they don't come on their half of the field. They come on the opposite side of the field while they're going in the score. Sometimes I, I think they get down there and sometimes I want to kick it on second down because they had an opportunity late yesterday where they lost field goal position because they got a sack, an inopportune sack. Made. They were right there in field goal range. What's the point in having a guy like Brandon McManus who could kick it from 58 yards away easily if once you get there, you still find your way going backwards. Not even It's not even that you didn't get positive yards. It's that you find your way going backwards. And that's not the way you want to play. So while the offense has not been bad, and I think a lot of national people will go, especially the ones that want to come target Trevor for their opinions, is, well, Trevor uh, is really just leaning on the defense. It's not necessarily true. I think they work hand, they work hand in hand. But the fact that the defense is on the consciousness of folks when they talk about the Jaguars is a surprise. That was the one area that everyone was concerned about. No one was concerned about the offense. And maybe we should have had a sign. Maybe we should have had a sign that this is what it is. Because that defense played well at the end of last season. They had a bunch of comeback from behind wins. You don't get comeback from behind wins or come from behind wins when your defense isn't very good. Because if you're already behind, you can't catch something that's moving away from you. And by moving away from you, I mean scoring more points. There's some things you can't chase. You can't chase something that's moving. Not in football, you can't because you're going to run out of time. So at some point, the Jaguars score and get stops. We got to give them credit for getting those stops. We, we, we didn't give them credit last year for it. We just thought they were opportunistic. But now they're playing every single week as if they are behind. That's the defense. Sands one game, and that was the Houston game. They didn't play very well. But other than that, this defense has been they've, – they've done it in, a, in a, new, a number of ways too. They've done it with – yesterday the pass rush got after Pittsburgh. 
one of the things that was talked about was which one of the sets of edges would have the best game yesterday. I think people were shocked that that was even a discussion. Turns out it was valid because I think the Jaguars edges had the best yesterday. I think the Jaguars edges got the best of the game yesterday. I think all the talk about Trayvon Walker and what he was and wasn't going to do, and then he goes out and get, gets a sack early and on the same drive got a holding penalty. It was third down, so the holding penalty was declined, so no one really talked about it. But I hope anyone who's watched them all year and even the people who's watched the Jaguars all year that have had a little trepidation about Trayvon and Josh Allen as a duo, if you watched it yesterday, while thinking about some of the things that have been said, some of the narratives that have been going around, I hope you got a little bit more clarity and understanding because the Jaguars' defense is very, very good. And one of the reasons they're very, very good is because of what those guys up front do. We have come uh, to the point where we we streamline everything through the same filters. Well, an edge guy isn't playing good if he doesn't get sacks. Nonsense. There's some guys with sacks that ain't playing well. You heard me. There's some guys with sacks that on tape, I guarantee you, drive their coaches absolutely crazy. This is team defense. This is a bunch of guys doing this all together, sacrificing numbers for the greater good. They don't allow a lot of scrambling. They don't uh, give up the edge and forget to set the edge. They don't allow a lot of escape routes. If you play the Jaguars, you're going to throw the ball into our secondary. You're going you're gonna to have to throw the ball. You're not going to run and be out here on these scramble routes and, and doing all of these other things. That's just not going to happen with the Jaguars. So who knew that the defense would carry the day? I didn't or carry the year. I didn't, but guess what? The offense is going to get better as guys start to coming back from injury. Walker Little's going to come back. Zay Jones, this bye week comes at the absolute right time for the Jaguars. And with all those good things happening with the defense today, we still got to deal with this trade deadline that comes up here, I believe it's tomorrow, somewhere this week, early this week. And folks still talking about what do the Jags do. I'm going to tell you why the outlook for what they what they might do kind of changes, not with one game, but changes with the position that they are in right this, this minute. And yeah, it does. I think I think being six and two and sitting at the top of the division and playing very well defensively, yeah, I, I think that you know it constitutes at least a listen and a look see on how their priorities may change a little bit. I'll talk about all of those things in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know about DoorDash. Used them yesterday. I've used them a lot in the past, and everybody knows that. But Yesterday was a little bit different because dealing with some family issues, also dealing with some health, couldn't just get in the car and go eat what I wanted to eat. And I called DoorDash. First, I called this restaurant, right? Because they're right there. They don't deliver. I got a new subdivision. They said, we don't come down there. I said, fine, I'll fix it. I did what I should have done anyway. And I called DoorDash. And guess what? Food came to the door in 20 minutes because that's what they do. DoorDash is fabulous. Order me a great pizza yesterday. I don't really like chain pizza. I like regular pizza and that's authentic. And that's what I got yesterday. So make sure you go to DoorDash and get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order 
when you download the DoorDash app or enter the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. Now, that's subject to change and terms do apply, but please make sure. It's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app or enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, man, we rolling along here on the third and final segment of Locked on Jaguars where we're going to talk about trade deadline possibilities. Now, I'm not using one game to tell anyone that it should have a profound effect on what the Jaguars should do. They should make decisions based on a big picture, right, of what they want to do if there's something out there in free agency. And if I'm the Jaguars – I'm not being hyper aggressive to the point where um, I'm going to let a seller's market dictate anything for me because the team is good right now. The team is really, really good. Now you have to also factor in any addition that they make. What does it do for the chemistry of the team? Fans look at the the obvious talent and a lot of the statistics, but the Jaguars have established a culture, and you have to make sure that whoever you go out to get, they're coming here for a culture. One good thing about winning and being six and two, right? Going into the bye week. And they, they in my opinion, when they come out of that bye week, I always looked at San Francisco as a game that was like one of the two or three games where I don't know if they're going to be favored. The 49ers have lost three in a row, and they're banged up too. And the Jaguars, I believe, should should come into that game. That's a not only a winnable game, I think the Jaguars should be expected to win the game. The boys are undefeated on the road, man. Now they just got to come back and try to figure out a way to, 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 to duplicate that success at home. But what do you now look at if you're the Jaguars? So a lot of people have been talking about edge rusher for the longest time. Edge rusher along with the nickel position, right? I'm going to back off that nickel position for a minute for the sake of free agency that you can't get everything, right? And even with the edge position, I don't think you're going to go out and get a starting air. Daniel Hunter this and Daniel Hunter. That's fine. If more than one team is trying to buy, you'll say, well, we're not going to give a first-round pickup for a guy that's a rental. And then in the next sentence, somebody might say, well, for the Minnesota Vikings who leads the league in sacks with 10, somebody might say, well, He's not a rental if you talk to his agent and you can work out something long-term, right? Josh Allen has earned a long-term extension. One of the things about me is I've always said he has to show it and they have to be willing to do it. So he's shown it. He's shown it. Are they willing to do it? I don't... And we can argue and debate all day if we think Josh Allen is really as good as the year he's having. Because people talk all the time about folks playing better in a contract year. I'll be damned if they didn't say it. When I sat here and said that they shouldn't get rid of Jawan Taylor, everybody says, oh, wig, he only did that because of a contract year. So let me see. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways if Josh Allen has the best year of his career and the last year of his contract and say, well, oh, no, that's just who he really is. For a long time, they said he needed help. According to them, Trayvon ain't doing nothing, which is ridiculous. But whatever the reason, Josh Allen has played really, really well this year. So if that's the case, then you got to pay him. 
I don't want you to, I don't want anybody to get paid for what somebody thinks they are. Pay them for what they've done and what they what they're continuing to do right now. What have you done for me lately? Well, what he's done is he has nine sacks through eight games. Dudes on pace to have 17 or 18. Pay him. Can't say you ain't good against the run. You can't use all the excuses to use for Yannick Ngakwe. You got to pay him. If he if he performed, if he has demonstrated performance, which he seems to have this year, the guy looks like he's going to be a first-team All-Pro, then you got to pay him. At some point, if you don't pay him, you, you, you're making me wonder, well, what's the deal? So if you go out and pay him, and then you go out and pay Daniel Hunter, how many teams around the league have two guys making $100 million? Rashawn Gary just got a four-year, $96 million extension. It's like $107 or $117 million, whatever it was. I think it's $107 million over five years. That's the least that you're going to have to pay Josh Allen. And Rashawn Gary's a very good player, but Josh Allen is doing it at the right time. He's having a good year, and the team is winning. So if you make a trade for Daniel Hunter or somebody like that, if you make a trade for anybody where you give up a first-round pick, that person needs to be here longer than a half a season. If you don't, you're going to start getting yourself in a world of hurt when it comes to draft picks and and all of that stuff. It's an interesting conversation that could be had about the running back position. I wouldn't add anybody. I just use the two guys I got. You got Jermichael Hasty and you got DeAnthony Johnson. Just use them since Tank Bigsby can't seem to keep the ball off the field and off the ground. ETN had those loose ball problems. Let me rephrase that. ETN had ball handling issues. That was not on purpose. But ETN has had the ball handling issues in the past, but he used to not fumble. He used to recover his own stuff or just get it back. Tank Bigsby is fumbling, and it is at an inopportune time, and he's fumbling when he doesn't even get a lot. I can't believe I said that. He doesn't. He, he's fumbling, and he doesn't even get a lot of opportunities. Doesn't even get a lot of opportunities. So yeah, you you know you can't win when you got guys turning the ball over. You can't. You can't, especially at that position. It's next man up. I wouldn't go and make a move for a run. I'll tell you what. And um, here's something. Here's something for you. There's a running back out there that used to play. His name is Leonard Fournette. Playoff Lenny, you won't make a run? You're talking about giving the – okay, so you, you need a guy who can pass pro. You need a guy who can catch the ball. You need someone who understands his role and understands exactly what you're doing. Basically, Leonard Fournette can be your LeGarrette Blunt right now. Would it happen? Don't know. I have no clue. But I'm telling you, I ain't trading nobody – I ain't trading trading an asset for a running back. No, I'm not doing it. Seventh round pick, yeah, but if you're gonna trade a seventh round pick for a guy, how good is he really? How good is he really? So everybody's talking about Edge, talking about nickel. I'll back off nickel. Edge, if you can get someone who is, I, I would be trying to tr- replace Trayvon Walker and then change his position. I'd be trying to replace Caleb on Chason. Find somebody better than Caleb on Chase on for the rest of this season. Older guy, veteran. The fact that the Jaguars didn't try to sign some of these veterans in the past, you know, the guys that at that point thought that they were going to be starting 
and we're going to sign a one-year deal. Well, somebody else has paid them half half the year. If those teams aren't winning, call those guys. Call Justin Houston. Call 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 the team that has him. Call call all of these teams that signed these players that are the veteran guys, and and those teams aren't winning right now for half a year. Now, okay, now will you accept the role? Now you got your money from them. I'll pay you the other half. Can you come in here and help us out for the rest of the year? When you look like a Super Bowl contender, you can get people at those spots. I would focus on adding a running back off the street that is experienced as long as he's in shape, and that would be 27 for that. The other thing that I would concentrate on, though, I would concentrate on swing offensive line. And Denver ain't trading all those people. The Denver's won two or three games in a row. They ain't trading all those people that were on a trade mark uh, on the mark. And it's hard to get people to trade linemen that's in their 20s. I'm just talking about swing guys. I'm talking about guys with starting experience that may not be that may not because at this point it's going to be harder and harder and more difficult, especially after the trade deadline to get someone at those spots that can play. If you get a little bit banged up, they may just go with the people that they have because they've been playing with banged up. You know, they've been playing with teams that have been banged up and they've had backups come in and they're six and two. So we have to assume that the guys that have come in have done something to contribute to them being six and two. And maybe, that means like right now, Monterey Brown's a good third corner to have on the outside. He's shown you he can do it. You can win with him out there. Everything changes when you contend, though. When you're six and two, the outlook changes. Now you may just be looking for guys that can help you in a pinch, that can be on this run that you have towards the playoffs. You're not really looking for dudes next year that you have to extend and all of that. It just might change your focus and make it more streamlined than big picture like some of those big signings that everyone anticipates. I anticipate being back here tomorrow. I thank you guys for all of your well wishes through a very, very tough uh, weekend, and uh, I do appreciate it. Make sure you come back tomorrow and join me here on Locked on Jaguars where it's your team every day.